NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Placing a trade shouldn't be complicated. It should be smooth as butter. The Fidelity app makes investing easy with zero commission U.S. stock and ETF trades, no account minimums, and fractional shares trading. Fidelity where nothing comes between you and the trade. That's smooth. Download our app free from the App Store or Google Play. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. No account minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Hello? Hello? Hi. Is this Lyle? Yeah, who's this? This is Frank. Uh, hey, Frank. How's it going, man? Good. How are you? I'm good. Um, what are you doing? I am sitting here waiting to talk to you. Oh, what are you waiting to talk to me about? Anything in particular? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, fucking my aunt. Well, my uncle's fiance. Fucking your uncle's fiance. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Tell me how that went down. Um, well, I was, uh, lonely and horny and mm -hmm. my uncle wasn't paying any attention to said fiance. Mm -hmm. And one night me and my actual aunt went over to hang out with her and she said something about never getting laid and made a cut. I said something about cucking and she asked what that was and I explained it and she said, oh, I wish I'm not going to say my uncle's name, but would do that. And then I had a dream that I ate her ass that night. And mm -hmm. I, for some reason, told her the next day. And that kind of started things off. And then I ended up kissing her. And then, like, a half hour later, she was blowing me. And the blowjob was trash. And she looked at me and she was like, fuck me. And so, obviously, I fucked her. And then... <laughs> that happened probably, I don't know, 20 more times. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, keep going. <laughs> and then that whole time she wasn't fucking my uncle. And then as soon as I found out that they started fucking again, I was like, okay, I'm good. And I... <laughs> um. I stopped fucking her and then a few months went by I didn't talk to her I didn't really talk to my uncle and then he found out because I'm stupid and unblocked her on snapchat and he went through her phone one night and saw the messages that she saved which I told her not to save but anyway and then I my mom had found out about it while it was going on texted her and said cut this shit out blah, blah 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 and he also found those messages so he knew that everyone knew that it was happening except for him and no one told him so then he didn't talk to any of us for like six months and then one of our uh family friends passed away and we all ended up at a party together and we were, there was like seven or eight of us smoking a blunt and 
then everyone else went inside and it was just us and i i was i like looked at him and i was like i'm sorry you know like i feel like shit for what i did and if i could i'd done do it but like that's not going to change anything and um so that was i don't know probably almost two years ago and fast forward to now and we hang out with them every weekend which is pretty awkward and <laughs> um he actually just found out that she was cheating on him again with some other dude and now they're in the middle of splitting up okay so this wasn't just like some porn you watched this actually happened no no this is this is my life this is some fucked up shit that happened in real life. Okay. Um. So, when your uncle found out, what exactly was his reaction? Because uh, you you're telling me that you said you were sorry to him, but I feel like we didn't quite get how he reacted. He um. So it was he messaged me over. He sent me a message on Facebook Messenger. And he basically said, you're lucky your family, because if you weren't, you'd already be dead. And if you see me coming, you better fucking run. You're, you guys need to grow um, up with the Facebook Messenger and the Snapchat. Do you guys have phones? <laughs> Te- just yeah, text each yeah, other. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So, I mean, were you scared at that point that he was going to hurt you? Kind of. A little bit, yeah. Cause okay. He, I, I, I shouldn't have done what I did. He's got, like, he's crazy. <laughs> it, was, it was not a good idea. Okay. Uh, he's crazy. Can you elaborate on that? Uh, he's just had a, he's had a lot of trauma, so he's just fucked up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, he recently is splitting up with. You said that this. You said that you had sex well, with his fiance two years ago, and now he's recently. Then just now he is. Um, they, he is. They've like up had a kid since then and shit. And yeah, but yeah, so they. Um, he's actually trying to get her to move out of his house right now, but she won't leave. They had a kid. They had a kid before, too. They had a kid before you had sex with her? Yeah. How old's the kid now? Like six or seven. Okay. Um, Now, the kid has no idea that his cousin fucked his mom. No. I don't think so. How do you feel about this situation in a retrospective? What do you What do you wish you had done? Like I'm a piece. Like I wish I had never would have done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you feel like you could do to rectify this situation? I, I don't know. That see that that's really the main reason I called. It's because I feel like. Because it eats away at me every day of my life. Like, I just, I feel like a piece of fucking shit because I am. Because, like, we were so 
close that we like grew up together. He was more like my brother than my uncle. And I think about it every day about how much of a scumbag I am for doing it. And I always want to say something to him about how sorry I am, but like, I don't want to bring it up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, is your uncle like close to you in age? He's eight years older. Okay. Um, and how was the rest of the family's reaction to this? They were all pissed. Okay. Um, and so I assume that this has been, uh, something you've been feeling guilty about for the past two years. Yeah, it's been, it'll be like four actually. Okay. Four years. Yeah. Oh, they said this happened two years ago. Yeah, I, yeah, I meant four. Okay. It happened at the end of 2018, beginning of 2019. Okay. So they were married for four more years after your uncle found out that his fiance cheated on him with you. Yeah. Well, I guess that their listen, I guess that their decision to stay together or to split up has really nothing to do with you. Yeah, no. That's out of your um, you know, scope of of business here. Um, okay, so yeah, what can you do to rectify the situation? Well, okay, so you say that you have more things that you want to say to your uncle, but you haven't said them because you um uh, don't want to bring it up? Yeah. Okay, what are those things that you want to say? I don't see that. I don't even know what I want to say. I just, because I'll just sound like a broken record. You know, I've already said sorry. How many more times can I say sorry? You know, it's not like the, the only thing I can physically do to show him that I am sorry is not fuck his girl like you know what else am I gonna do I think that's a good start um I mean clearly this girl is not right for your uncle if she slept with you and she also slept with another guy yeah but we're not talking but you know what we're not talking about her we're not talking about him we're talking about you so, uh, I mean, what can you do? Yes, I agree. You can you cannot have sex uh, <coughs> with your uncle's girlfriends in the future. That's a good step one. Um, listen, and like I, sound, it sounds, it sounds as though. Go my, ahead. What were you gonna say? I like I've started my own family. Like I've moved on from that. You know, like I have no interest in going backwards you've started your own family you have a you have a wife and a child yeah okay how long has that been a thing um almost uh three years so like towards the end of 2019 we got together 
Wow, so you had sex with your uncle's wife and then almost immediately got into another relationship. No, it was like it was like 9 months. Okay. Does she know that this all happened? Just curious. Oh, she knew about it before we got together because we met through friends and I told my friend that was the mutual friend and she told her and she knew about it before we even got together but she didn't really know who it was but then I told her the story and she's like oh so this is that dude okay um what, what was your wife's reaction when you told her about this she just kind of shook her head but now she she's annoyed that we see them every weekend and she doesn't like her and also she's like super attached to my kid which is super fucking annoying your um what your 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 aunt is super attached to your kid yeah she's <sighs> like every time we go there she just needs to hold him and Oh, she always said, she, like, we were there this past weekend, and she was like, my baby. Shut the fuck up, bitch. It's not your baby. It's my baby. Yeah, that's got to be a pretty weird room to be in. Yeah, it's it's awkward, and she makes it awkward. And uh, October of 2021, my mom got married, and she was confessing her love for me then so two more than two years almost three years after it happened she was still saying how she loves me so three years after she cheated on your uncle with you she still was telling you that she loves you not not me not me she she was saying it to her friend and her friend told my mom she was telling her friends that she loves you. So you heard through the grapevine that she is still in love with you. Yes. Okay. And did you did you tell your uncle that? No. Okay. But like at this at this point in time it doesn't even matter. You know, is she what is between me and my uncle has nothing to do with her at this point in time. You know what I'm saying? Cause like it she, doesn't. he doesn't want to be with her. Yeah, because you know what I'm saying? He just wants her out of his life other than, you know, it's a, the parent of his kids, but he doesn't want to be with her. Okay. Well, I'm glad that your uncle had his, um, his, his epiphany about her. Uh, it sounds as though you have, like, something unresolved to talk about with you and your uncle. Like when's the when's the last time? I mean you you're in the room you're visiting this your fucking uncle uh consistently enough that uh you know his wife or ex-wife is holding your baby and talking about how much she loves you like this guy's in your life from what you're telling me when is the last time you sat down with him and had a conversation about this Oh uh, not since the first and only conversation we've had about it. You've only had one conversation about it. Yeah. And that was four years ago. Uh, like three years ago, yeah. 
Does any part of you sense that he still has animosity towards you about this? Of course. How, like, wouldn't you? I think you would probably benefit from having another conversation with him about this. Okay. Right? Because, I mean, he sounds like he has some shit he wants to say to you. You sound like you have some shit you want to say to him. And it's probably a scary thing to initiate. But, um... I think... I think it would be a good idea if you've only talked about it once. Okay. You sure this wasn't a porn? <laughs> Not a porn. <laughs> what kind of porn do you do? You watch like step, like you know what's funny is I'm like I, I every time I watch porn I'm like why is every fucking porn I have to have like a mom aunt like incest angle to it? Who's watching it? And now I know who. It's you. No, it's not. Do you is that you? Do you watch that like the stepmom and uncle type of porn and shit? No, I don't. You should just have the you should have the conversation with your uncle. Okay. I could do that. Do you um hmm. Okay, so you have a child now. You have a family. Yeah. How is that going for you? It's great. Okay, good. Listen, you want to know what you... Here's, 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 I mean, what I'm thinking is, no, you cannot take back you having sex uh, with your uncle's wife. But uh, all you can really do moving forward... Uh, is have a conversation with your uncle about it. That'll go however it goes. And then just focus on being a good dad and a good husband however you can. Because at the end of the... Because now that you have a family, it's like... You know, whether or not you feel like a piece of shit, you you have... uh, The good news for you is that you have greater... uh, things to serve now yeah your son and your sure. your you know your own family and so yeah. you know the road to no longer thinking of yourself as a piece of shit is gonna be a long one but uh in the meantime you can uh kind of lose yourself in serving your family true and if your uncle does get another girlfriend do not have sex with her I will not do that and if you're thinking about doing that you can go watch a porn because there's lots of porns about that and you can kind of fulfill your fantasies that way I was wondering why they make those porns and now I understand so thank you for the clarity you've given me no problem Frank, is there anything else you want to say to the people of the computer before we go? I also have a story about a couple times I fought my cat, if you want to hear those. Um, I think I'm okay. Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call back with that one. 
Okay. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Thank you, Frank. I feel like here's the thing, and no offense to Frank, is I feel like um, after the story about fucking his aunt, I don't I don't know if he's gonna top it with the cat thing. And I'm afraid that the story involves him fucking the cats, and I don't I don't know if I'm in a good headspace to hear about that. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Prize Picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the basketball court is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. Personally, Prize Picks graciously set me up with an account for myself. I made some picks for the NBA, and I did make a little extra money, which I, of course, put safely away in a high interest savings account. Just kidding, I used it to buy candy. And you can get extra candy money too. Download the Prize Picks app today and use the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Hello? Hello? Uh, hello? Hello? Uh, hi. Hello, hello. Am I How in a car? You? What's going on here? You are in a car. You're yeah. going to turn left and you're going to turn right. You are almost where you need to be. I'm so proud of you. Oh, that's so where, well. where, where Where do I need to be? Uh, You need to be in Wilson, North Carolina, because you're never making it back to New York tonight. Winston, North Carolina, you say? Wilson, North Carolina. What's tell me what's so great about uh, Wilson, North Carolina? They have a motel that's halfway between Florida and New York. They have a hotel that's halfway between Florida and New York. Is it? Is there? Are you current? Uh, well, I feel like I'm like taking this journey with you guys in this car. Um, are we going from Florida to New York, or from New York to Florida? We are going from Florida to New York. In one okay, and, and what is uh, what is sparking this journey? It's my fault. Um, I was working over the summer on a pirate ship, staying with my sister in Florida, and now I gotta go back up to school in Maine. You're working on oh, a pirate ship. Who are you guys? First, let's start yeah. there. What's, who are you guys? How many are there? Five of you? Are there two of you? Is there one of you doing separate voices? What's what? Where? What? Paint the scene of where I am right now. There's okay. So there's two of us. You're in a black 2011 Kia Rio that sometimes works. Um, I'm with my mom, Jean, although I don't call her that. Um, and I'm Nikki. Okay, you're with your mom. She's driving you from... Is she driving or are you driving? 
Yeah, she's driving because I don't like driving in the dark. Mm-hmm. What a nice one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what is uh, how how has the drive been? Tiring and very rainy, very very rainy. And nine hundred feet to turn right. Jane, what uh, uh, is is this the first time you've driven from Florida to New York, or have you taken long road trips like this in the past? I have taken many, many long road trips like this in the past. Okay. And uh, how does this one rank amongst the others? Anytime I can keep this child of mine captive in the car and talking to me makes it a great trip. Oh, that's beautiful. Do you do you guys feel like yeah. uh it says here that uh Nikki is is 18, so she's kind of uh just now on the cusp of of leaving leaving the nest. Do you feel as though um, Do you feel as though uh you you have not been spending as much time together as you have in the past? Well, that's true because Mickey is actually not getting ready to leave the nest. Uh, they've been up starting their junior year in college. I've already, oh. I've already kind of left. <laughs> yeah. You're starting your junior year. What, what did you go to start? Were you one of those kids that graduated high school when they were like 16? Yeah, exactly like yep. that. Yeah. Oh wow! Wow. So you had to, so so you had to say goodbye a little bit earlier than most parents do. I mean, I did. I did a year of community college. So I did live at home for a uh, a little bit longer. But I moved. I went to college when I was seventeen. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um. What kinds of things have you guys been talking about on this on this long journey? Well, the latest thing we were talking about is. Nikki introduced me to you, so we've been listening to several of your podcasts. So mm-hmm. I have been able to help you, and I hope you appreciate it, uh, by yelling advice and guidance to some of your callers over the years. What? Oh, well. So, so you you're 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 new to listening to the podcast. I am. I okay. introduced it to her today. So, so Jane, um, tell me if you can remember. In particular, any callers uh, whose whose things you 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 sort of had? Um, you said you've been yelling out advice and and commentary. Is is there any commentary that you've had on any callers you've heard on the podcast that you want to share with us right now? Well, what about that prison lady? We've been listening to a lot of old ones, and oh, there was okay. one lady who like had a pen pal in prison. Yep. I but remember. like he had gone to jail for like raping someone. Or yeah, like I trying to that. rape someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were we were yelling out some much harsher guidance than you were giving out about run, Forrest, run, run. Do not walk, do not pass go, do not collect two hundred dollars. Get away, get away. Uh, yes, I do I remember I do remember gently telling her that she uh she she should back away from that situation. Um, so you guys are starting from the Jay, well, Jane. What do you think about the podcast? Do you have any um, 
you know, just overall commentary, any, uh, anything, anything you think I could be doing better, any just thoughts in particular that you, that you want to share? I'm very curious about your, your input. Well, I think that, um, and I think that you would agree that sure. many people seem to be calling you as a therapist which you uh -huh. make very clear that you are not. Mm -hmm. And it always amazes me that despite you telling people, you know, I'm not a doctor, I don't play one on TV, that people continue to seem to call in with that same thing. So how do you, how you diffuse that? I don't know. I think you do a great job, actually, uh, being very patient with people and... Um, seeing them through but uh it's a funny thing to to listen and uh some of the situations that people get themselves in that's probably the best part of the job i would guess is people are just fun yeah they're interesting it's 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 very it's very interesting to and the people listening I mean, they get this as much as I do because they're here listening to the calls, like diving into the dramas of people's lives for like 10 minutes at a time and then, you know, slurping right back into reality. Yeah, yes. The amount of drama, I have to say, amazes or astounds me. I'm not sure which yeah. one it is. Yeah. And that people seem to enjoy drama they do do you now when you say people seem to enjoy drama do you mean people listening or the people engaged in the situation seem to engaged. be enjoy it in, interesting so you think the people calling in they're like enjoying the marinating in their own conflict yeah i think that they live their lives to attract it not unlike somebody who's addicted to drugs or alcohol or eating or mm. uh, whatever else. I, I think it, it can be for many people almost an addiction. Have you felt that in your own life, uh, you know, at any point in your life where, where you felt as though you were addicted to conflict? Ooh. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I don't do conflict. I don't know. You do kind of look quite a bit of You say you well, now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, Jane, you say you don't do conflict. I don't do drama. You don't. Do I drama. will tell you. I will. If you and I are having a disagreement, I will tell you how I feel about what you're doing. Okay. You can tell okay. me as well, and we move on. And, of course, it's very different. Mickey sees me as her parent, which is it's a different role than I would have with a friend or, you know, any other associate. Mm -hmm. So we all we tend to pigeonhole people in how this is the only way I know you. Ergo, this is ha how you are always. And sure. that's not necessarily true. OK, so so would you say that Nikki would agree with you? In that, it, 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 with the idea that you do not entertain conflict. Yeah, that's true. 
But you don't so want you to say walk you... away from either. Oh, well, okay, so that's what I was going to ask you. That's what I was going to ask you, because Nikki just said that you don't walk away from conflict. Because as you maneuver life as a human being, you run into infinite opportunities to engage in conflict. But you say that you don't do conflict. Does that mean that you walk away when you see a thing coming and you do a lot of conceding because you believe it's not worth it? Like, what is your method of avoiding conflict? It depends on what the conflict is and who the conflict is with. Um, So I do a myriad of things. Sometimes if it's not worth it, you walk away. Sometimes I try to jolly people out of it. Um, And sometimes I'll snap at your heels. What do you, now, when you say snap at your heels, what does that mean? That I would go toe-to-toe with you. If, you, if we want to have an argument, we can have an argument. But okay, what I kinds of... Now, what I kinds of things? Now, you... Okay, so you're generally pretty conflict avoidant, and this is a good thing. You, you, yep. you, you pick and choose. You're like, I'm not going to fight every single battle that uh, presents itself to me to fight. I'm going to really pick carefully the conflicts I get into. Now, I ask you, what kinds of conflicts are the ones that you cannot walk away from? What is What kinds of conflicts are the ones where you're like, I I have to break heels in for this one? All right. And I think you were probably too kind to me there, but I think it's more that I try to avoid, I try to avoid, I try to avoid, and then... There's that one straw that breaks the camel's back, and you're getting it. Interesting. So if it's one person that, you know, you you conflict, 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 okay, I can't take it anymore, we're done. Um, Before that, you're just like passive-aggressive about it. I can be. Yes. You know I'm ready to blow when I go into passive-aggressive. Okay. Do you you have an example? When you saw me become passive Yes. May I? Okay. Yeah, I would All love right. to hear an example of a time um, where, where you tried to avoid it, but you just couldn't any longer. Was down with my daughter, my granddaughter, and, and Mickey, down in Florida. And my granddaughter is only three years younger than Mickey. Um, so they were being what I perceived as a little dismissive, rude, ill-mannered, unwelcoming, and many other adjectives. And I got there and put up with it the first day. I put up with it the second day. And the third day, I awoke to it and became passive-aggressive. No, I don't need to go anywhere with you. I'm staying here. You guys go do your thing. That's all right. No, I have no desire to be with you people. And I was really, really angry at them. And when they came back, though... That is when I kind of laid into them that said, this is the way you're treating me. I don't like it. I don't need to put up with it anymore. You either owe me an apology and we go on from here or I'm out of here. And we're leaving today. Mm. Mm. They were being unruly. Not unruly, just rude and disrespectful and dismissive. Hmm. And this is this is interesting. So this this is your your you said your 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 granddaughter or your your yeah my granddaughter and Mickey my other child my youngest mm. my baby. Mm-hmm. 
So it's is is it is it a thing where situations in your family, where where as you kind of alluded to earlier in this conversation, you take an, an authoritative role, and an authoritative role such as a parental figure, you 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 are faced with having to engage a conflict from time to time. Exactly. Would you say that yep. that in in that authoritative role is typically where you most find yourself engaging in conflict? Absolutely. In uh, the final analysis, nobody matters but your family. Nikki, do you nobody do you agree matters with all this? Enough. Nobody matters enough to me in my life for me to really argue with them or confront them more than my family. Which is kind of a sick kind of thing to say, perhaps. But I'm not vested in anyone else as much as I'm vested in my family. Would you agree? Yes. Um. I mean, I'd say that about my best friend too, though. Like, I mean, he is my family as much. Yeah. Hmm. So there we have that. You know what, Jane? I think that that is smart. Right, because when you engage in conflict with somebody, you're in a way it shows that they matter to you. So you're not just gonna you're not just gonna engage with anyone. You're only gonna really engage with people who matter to you, uh, such as your family. Right. So I think I think that's a smart way to go about yep. that. I think that makes a lot of sense. Well, Jane, oh, thanks for sharing that people, with us. You, well, you're welcome. And can I ask, do you think that people seem addicted to drama? And obviously not every people, but... Do I think that people are addicted to drama? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, every everyone does every single... You know, I don't know if every single person that calls in with a thing is... Um, Addicted no, to it. No, but no, I, def- no. I definitely no. I know what you mean, though. I know what you mean. I think drama and conflict can totally be an addiction. I think there are people out there who uh, love getting into fights. They love arguing. There, there is a little bit of a weird adrenaline rush that you get when you're in a kind of a fuck you, no fuck you, no fuck you kind of a kind of a conflict uh, that people do get addicted to uh, because there's a rush there. Um, and I think but beyond that, the rush, isn't there also the fall? You know, the up and the down, the high and the low? Mm. Mm. I would think that there would be and that the low would feel so crappy, you wouldn't want that high. I think people just like having a common enemy. They Someone do. that they can, or something that they can complain about and be friends about because they have something to complain about. It's nothing that unites people more than a common enemy. That is very true. People love a common enemy. Yeah. Uh, they they like to fight. And, you know, look, I, I, I think that, I mean, it's an addiction like any, just like any other addiction. It's like finding something outside of yourself to fill a hole. Uh, that's some real therapy shit that I myself am, and I think a lot of people are, are trying to uh, to fix. But you're, you're definitely right about it. Um Jane and Nikki, is there anything else you guys want to want to say to the people at the computer? I appreciate you guys talking uh, to me for this long. I know. Well, I mean, I guess honestly, uh, I have... you both you guys seem like you kind of have nothing better to do because you're trapped in a car for infinite hours. But thank you still. 
I have one joke for you. Oh, you have a joke? What Let's hear the joke. What do you call a dog with no legs? What do you call a dog with no legs? What do you call a dog with no legs? It doesn't matter what you call him. He's not going to come. Jane, Nikki, thank you guys for calling. <laughs> thank you for taking our call. Bye-bye. Take care, guys. That was interesting. I liked hearing from Jane and Nikki. Uh, they seem like they have a good relationship with each other. And I liked hearing Jane's perspective on conflict. That uh, there's something to glean from that, right? Like, choose carefully who and what you engage with as you maneuver around the world, right? Like, you ever been in traffic and some guy does some fucking thing to piss you off and you go, ah, fuck you. You're like, you're, you're engaging with this person, but they don't deserve it. They're just some random motherfucker in a car, you know? Like, really pick your spots, right? And and Jane was picking good spots, right? She's she's a mother. She's a grandmother. Her children are, are doing things that are pissing her off. She's trying to set a good example. She's trying her best to be a good authority figure. And so that's a conflict that she'll engage with. She, she'll engage with because it's an important conflict to engage with. I think that's a, that's a good principle to follow. I try to, you know, remind myself of that. Anytime I want to get pissed off about something or engage in an argument or a fight, I'm like, is this worth it? Is this person that I'm about to fight with important enough to me that I fight with them? Is this cause important enough for me that I engage with this conflict? Because if you don't do that, if you don't have a, I want to say, a, a, if you don't have a standard by which, like, if this conflict does not meet my standard, I will not engage with it. If you don't have that, then you just get whisked away by any possible thing that could could take your attention to, to fuck around with it. And that's how you get tired and exhausted with the world. Uh, so thank you, Jane, for uh, having that conversation with me. Hey, folks. These last couple of calls are from a live stream that I did with an adult film star named Kazumi. Uh, quick bio of Kazumi, she's a massive OnlyFans star, she's been on a bunch of other podcasts, we met at the uh, AVN Expo, and I had her on my stream. Uh, she's very funny, and if you'd like to watch the full episode I did with her, you can find it on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Lyle Forever. Alright, let's get into it. Hello? Oh, Hi. no way. Hi, Jackson. Oh, this is... <laughs> I'm so excited, man. Hey, guys. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm really excited oh, to talk to you. You're uh, taking my Lyle virginity right now. Yeah. Jackson, I, it says here that um you have oh. an irrational fear <laughs> of holding babies. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I said. Um, there, yeah, sorry. Hold on. I'm, I'm really he's holding a baby right excited now. Excited right now. Let me kind of compose myself. Sure. Tell us why you have a fear of holding babies. Yeah. So, um, I guess <laughs> my train of thought. I I have a bunch of cousins right now who are my age, um, who are having babies. They're married and having children, and they're they're newborns. Like they were just born a couple months ago. And, um, I just, what happens is as these 
new mothers, especially cousins that I've been hanging out with for a really long time, they really, they, they offer me and like the rest of my family when we come and visit, they offer to, for me to hold the baby. That's and honestly, I, I, I just, I mean, I, I can kind of understand it. They want to share. I mean, this is a new member of my family and they're adorable and I don't hate babies. <laughs> I just, I, I think I, 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 I would love to enjoy it from afar, if that makes sense. Just so kind of, this, I feel like I'll this kind watch. of ties into what we were just talking about, right? Do you have a fear of saying no when people ask to hold the baby? Um, are you are you asking me? I'm asking you. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I sometimes I'll say no, and sometimes I'll say yes. It like it really depends on how insistent or. Um, really, I, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I really don't want to hurt someone's feelings. I, sometimes I feel like you know, they just take it personally when I'm like, no, I, I just don't want to hold your baby. There's an evolutionary study that says that, you know, back that the reason why we like hug and squeeze things that are cute is because way back in the day, we would see those things as a fret. We would see a cute little furry animal and we would want to hold it tight like so tight it explodes mm. because we want to get rid of it yeah. do you feel do you feel like when you hold a baby I, you just want to squeeze it so hard it explodes so that way you are the cutest well, it, it's not, part of the family i mean it's not quite that because i know that feeling that you're talking about i definitely felt that before more towards like <laughs> dogs or cats just how you intensely wanna... cute they are if that makes sense but for the baby, I just I just get stressed out when I, I just I don't know. It's like my dark intrusive thoughts. <laughs> I know exactly I, I what you mean. I just don't want to be responsible if something happened. Like if, if I was in charge of the baby and I got distracted mm. or I just wasn't paying attention and I accidentally did something, I don't want to be in charge of that. I will say this. If you take uh, uh, what Kazumi just said about the history of how people would squeeze babies in order to kill them, and you told that to whoever is asking you to hold the baby, <laughs> they, would not. they might not let you hold the baby anymore, which would solve your problem. Problem solved. Yeah. There, but there's also, true. like... <laughs> but, I mean... There's also, like... No, go ahead. Those intrusive thoughts mean that you just cherish the people around you, because... There's a study that, you know, like we've all had that thought where it's like we're driving down the highway and we just want to skirt yeah. oh, and yeah. like drive or like if I'm holding my keys, I just want to throw it down the gutter yep. or like seeing you. I value our friendship so much. I fantasize about spitting in your face, mm -hmm. knowing that it would ruin everything. And mm -hmm. that intrusive thought is what keeps me grounded to this planet. Mm -hmm. You know, like it, ma it makes me realize like I'm human and I'm feeling all the things I want to feel. And I care about this baby. So do not let me hold it. Because I'm afraid mm. of what I'm capable of. <laughs> How would you feel about telling yeah. that to the to, to these people that want you to hold their babies, Jackson? You know what? Um, well, are, are you saying telling people, just admitting that this is an intrusive thought I have, and is that what you're? Just yes. Saying? No. No. What, like what would like oh, look what would happen if you just told the <laughs> truth about and you were like, listen, I don't want to hold this baby because just for whatever reason, whenever I'm holding your baby, I am also thinking about. Dropping it and crushing it, and then potentially eating it afterwards. I definitely wouldn't let you hold my baby that way. And that way, I you mean, want to deal with the problem. I don't want to say it. I don't want to be that blunt about it. I, <laughs> I, then you could just drop the baby. I don't want people to think I'm some sort of psycho. If you drop the baby no, once, you kind of never either. have to hold a baby again. That's 
<laughs> a legitimate point. That's true. If you do one, you never That's have to do it ever good, again. Yeah. Maybe try oh, it with like also, a, a baby puppy. That also costs like $3,000 probably and maybe jail what? time. Wait, it costs $3,000 <laughs> to drop a fucking baby? Can I ask where you got that number from, Jackson? <laughs> I would. I mean, medical bills. If I like, researching. Oh, okay. What do you mean? Oh, I thought like you meant if I go on the dark web and I ask like for a hit on a baby, it would cost three thousand dollars. That's that's where my twisted fucking brain went. I was that, like, oh, it's only three k. That's three thousand dollars. I mean, to kill a baby's pretty good rate. It's pretty low for a hit. Yeah. I no, mean, that's really abortions low. are six hundred dollars. Abortions are only six hundred dollars. Abortions are six hundred dollars without insurance. So really? Oh, you know what? I didn't yeah. think about it like that. Yeah, I mean, you could save a lot of money by just having your family abort. Jackson, is there anything else you wanted to say to the people at the computer That's before we go? That's still $600. <laughs> um, someone, uh, yes, I, I did smoke a little bit before I got on the podcast, so I was Nobody nervous, knew, but I'm Jackson. really glad okay. I got to talk to you, Lyle. <laughs> Look, Jackson, um, no one can tell when you're high, I, but everyone can tell when you're insecure. I like that. Oh, you know what? I'll I'll take that. I'll take that to heart for sure. <laughs> I think you're calling really Jackson. Glad I got to talk to both of you, Kazumi. I'm I'm I take pride in as words taking your gecko comedy. I will I will wear that as a badge. Oh my god! Hell yeah! Take care, Jackson. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. I I like your idea of um basically taking you uh your intrusive thoughts and like really you you don't want to examine them right you yeah. don't want to. You examine to the them. fact, but if you face them and you were like, what if you were honest about them? But you told your aunt, listen, I just have this thing and I'm not in control of it, but it's telling me to drop your baby. And you're just yeah. honest. Like, you're not a bad guy for the thoughts Don't, that come into like, your head. You're a bad guy if I tell you that and then I, you make me hold your baby. Exactly. Like, you knew I was about to drop your fucking baby. Exactly. And and that's on them if they give you is. the baby and drop Whenever it. Whenever I, I meet someone and I think they're really cool, like, when I meet you, I always imagine just freaking curb stomping them. Mm. Because I know that you wouldn't forgive me after. Mm. And that fear makes me just act right. Mm. Like, I'm just like, I just can't do that mm-hmm. that would be fucked up our brains want to sabotage yeah. things for no just because they're s- sadistic I, I think wherever fear is there there is your task and mm. once you face fear you will learn so much more about yourself mm. and you know you have to battle those intrusive thoughts i like that yeah <laughs> going. Um, i wish i could die for the attention do you think you'd get a lot of attention oh from hell death? yeah when you were um in School. Did you ever imagine your own funeral and imagine how sad people would be? I committed be? suicide on Instagram, like in high school. Really? Like I like, like wrote a fake like, suicide? I wrote like a, a like a suicide letter on Instagram and just logged off for like a week. Really? Just the really? Just, well, yeah, because people were being mean, and then they stopped. They um, I think when I didn't die, they were kind of like, dude. Were they? Yeah, they must have been like. I mean, it's that's because you go from everyone is like remember so you, sad. and then they're fucking pissed. Yeah, yeah, that was not L move, not not like the best thing I did. Okay, but I like the attention. I wish I, but that's did you I'm, recover from that? I feel like people would just be. I transferred schools. <laughs> 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 I did. <laughs> Who's Tanner? Hi, Who is Tanner? Tanner. That's a good question. That's Hello, me. Tanner. Hi, how are you guys? How's it going, man? It's going. How are you guys? Hey, are you less nervous to talk to women because I'm a gecko? Um, maybe a little bit. You look a little less intimidating. 
Yeah, I look, I look like less hot, maybe. <laughs> Tanner, uh, it says here that you're having a lot of anxiety talking that. with uh, women after having just gotten out of a four-year relationship and you were unsure how to get back into the dating scene. Do you want to tell us more about this? Yeah, so um, I got into a relationship when I was like 18, 19. I was with her for four years. Um, it was a pretty good relationship. We had a really good breakup. It was, no one was hurt. It was mutual. And this was probably like two or three months ago. And recently I've been wanting to get back out there and uh, talk to girls, get back in the dating scene. And then I also just moved and started college. So I lost a lot of my friends while I was in that relationship. Um, so I've been trying to make new friends. And lately I have just been striking out every time I a girl and I want to go up to her and talk to her or anything like that I just get overwhelmed with anxiety and yeah kind of my anxiety just kind of takes over and I end up not doing it wow I have the ultimate Riz tip for you I was in a relationship from 13 to 17 um so almost four years um so I get you when you say like getting back into the market and it's like your formative years and like you're starting college, it feels like you don't understand people for a while. Um, my best advice when mm -hmm. navigating the opposite sex is realizing that despite what the internet may tell you, men and women are not much more alike or different than you actually think. Mm -hmm. And the best way to have a conversation with a woman is by being present. Like you're not gearing to have sex with me. You're not even gearing to go on a date with me. You're just gearing to get to know me. Um, and finding things that you like to do and that empower you so let's say if you have a hobby or if you're going for a major that you're passionate about i would make sure that you are really good at those things and you feel really good about yourself so that way you attract people who have shared values and shared interests and hobbies and that's the best way to find someone compatible with you how do you feel about that tanner you know that's some that's some pretty good advice and uh I think I could use that, but I get in this situation and I just let my anxiety take over. Like, I can't, I feel like, mm. I don't know if it's a fear of rejection. I don't know if it's, um, I don't really know what it is, but Can I actually, you tell a couple days ago. Oh, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. A, cu a couple days ago, <clears throat> I was at Zoomies and I was picking up some stuff and me and the girl behind the counter where we were just vibing. And I really wanted to ask for a number. I was thinking it. There was no one else there. And I was so close. And then it, I just didn't do it. And then I just walked out and I just, I was like, fuck. Just Public missed my shot right places there. I, are I got hard. close to taking it, but I didn't. See, that's such, that is a tough scenario mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you want to be respectful of the fact that she's working and shit. There's a plot twist. When I, yeah. I, didn't, I don't sugar baby anymore. But I've been a sugar baby to a lot of guys who are really awkward. And I always got lucky with my sugar daddies being guys who were just 26, 27. Like, they weren't old guys. They were always just guys with weird, insecure hangups and lots of anxiety. And they practiced on me how to talk to girls. Mm -hmm. Like I And I would just unabashedly say, like, you're being really weird. Or like, hey, <laughs> like, you need... That is not how you go down on a girl. It's good to have that feedback. Yeah, we, we had actually, like, great feedback loops on, like, hey, like... 
you know, like maybe you should read this book or something. And even on my OnlyFans to this day, I feel like I help practice. I help men practice how to talk. I'm a real woman, but how how to talk to women in their lives and realize I'm not that much different than you. You know, it's like you want to talk to me like a person when I'm in public. The best way a guy talks to me is not really by introducing themselves and saying, hey, I'm Lyle the Gecko, but kind of like just talking about the situation at hand. Like, whoa, like this line's taking forever, huh? Crack a joke. You know, you're just segueing yourself in there and that way it feels natural and not like you're a freaking predator. Um, you know what I mean? Um, Tanner, I want to yeah, ask you something. Yeah, no, you, you. When you say that your anxiety takes over, what does that like look like? What, what do you mean by that? <clears throat> um, I guess I really just start second-guessing myself a lot. Um, and I almost just get scared. I feel like I'm just scared to ask for their number. Do you like, have a I lot of like, female friends? I don't know. Cause, um, honestly, since I've moved up to, uh, where I moved to for school and everything, I honestly have like no friends right now. I would practice before looking for, I wouldn't say a mate. I would practice on working on yourself. So that way you're an attractive person, both to men and women that they want to hang out with you. And then when you practice human connections like that, okay. people of all genders will be attracted to you, both as a friend and both sexually and romantically. Okay. That's solid. Because I think it'd be hard to have a girlfriend advice. if you have no friends. Yeah, I agree. I yeah, think, and uh, I'm not even going into it somewhere. with like really looking for... I'm not even going into it really looking for a girlfriend. Like, I am almost going into it just looking for, for friends almost. And I just yeah. started. I just moved up here like two weeks ago. So I haven't had too many chances to go out. But, like, I've thought about going to, like, bars by myself. But, like, at the end of the day, I, like, talk myself out of it. I end up just getting high, sitting in my room, and watching Gecko on the TV. Mm. Yeah, do you have a, a Gecko addiction? Are you, you a Gecko gooner? <laughs> I will ban you from my chat. Uh, I have a gecko addiction. addiction. <laughs> oh, please don't gecko. I won't ban you from from. Unless <laughs> if you want me to. Unless if you want me to, as a help to you. To I wouldn't say you I have a gecko addiction. No, 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 no. Don't, don't ban me. Um, oh, fuck. I was gonna say something. God damn it. Oh, oh, the whole going out to bars by yourself thing. That's kind of weird. Okay, well, hold on. I think. The fact that it's kind of weird is what is compelling about it because it's like, can you put yourself in like an uncomfortable situation and be okay? I don't know if that's it's that's like a difficult thing to do to go up to to a bar by yourself and like I think to start pick talking up to people and shit. or friends. It's hard when there's nothing I can see that can relate us to one another. You know, like I. It's easy when I'm in social situations like a school club, like if we're both in chess club or if we're both in a sport or if we're both in class and we have a common interest and a common, some type of commonality to have a conversation about before we get deeper with one another. But I, I feel like sometimes like bars and clubs can be difficult because I have no idea what we have in common. And and sometimes it's it feels like, okay, you're just trying to have sex with me, so I just want to go away. But that's like as a woman speaking mm. speaking on that. I think your best bet in like finding friends would be like, you know, like joining a club and like, you know, becoming contributing to your community in like a fulfilling way. 
Okay. Tanner, is there I'll anything else you want to say? Some of the clubs that they have here. Is there anything you want to say to the people of the computer, or to me, or to Kazumi, or to Miles Davis before we go? Who's Miles Davis? Uh, yeah, who is Miles Davis? I love you both. Um, if anyone in the chat gets the opportunity, definitely do some uh, mushrooms in your life. Dude, shrooms are the best. Take care, Tanner. I love shrooms. I love you, shroom. bye. Bye, love you. I had a shroom trip. Um, where I experienced an ego death probably two years ago, and it made me a way cooler person. And people have um, recommended ayahuasca or whatever ayahuasca ayahuasca to me, yeah, but I'm afraid that. to see more of myself. I think I'm really happy with where I am. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm still relatable. That's the thing. Yeah, I'm weird as fuck, and I have weird opinions, but I'm still uh-huh. relatable and grounded. I feel like if I take ayahuasca, I would cross that threshold of like, dude, you're a weird guy. What's your weirdest opinion? I think my weirdest opinion is honestly anything between consenting adults is their business. Yeah, yeah. Is why do you feel like that's a weird opinion? I think um it's weird because people will decide for people have a hard time um distinguishing hey, I wouldn't personally do that versus hey, someone is doing this thing. Yes. You know, like okay, I personally Going back to scat porn, I personally wouldn't shit on myself on camera right. and record it. But I don't really care if you do. That's got fucking nothing to do with me if it's not hurting you. Right. It's where I, I feel like I've been thinking about this lately. I do feel like most people operate under the idea that you should be able to do whatever you want in life until you infringe upon somebody else's ability to do whatever they want in life and where they really differ is whether or not something is uh uh you know affecting their life that somebody else is doing yeah and i feel like the internet we're inundated with everyone's opinions or right. becoming a meme which used to be my worst fear my worst fear was had, you were afraid of becoming a meme i was afraid of becoming i'm now i'm a total meme bro but like why is why were you afraid of becoming a meme okay here's the first meme that ever was of me if we're going to talk the semantics of a meme a meme is a is a, a a cultural thing it can be a form of video or sound or or text that is shared amongst the community almost as an inside joke something that bonds people as you know a, a cultural representative of something so the first meme of myself that was ever created was me going to a pool party and um there was just a lot of guys there and they said something like hey who's next and i raised my hand i was like me and they picked me up they threw me on the lawn and i sucked all their dicks it was a lot of penises how is that a meme no, no. So I'll tell you. So um, I look up and people were recording it. And at the time, I had a normal office girl job. So I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I did not consent to being recorded to right. sucking 50 dicks. Not fucking cool. I was on OnlyFans girl. I was not doing a porn girl. Lo and behold, on Twitter, someone posts a video and says something like, these valley girls are something else. Barf emoji. It got retweeted quote retweeted hundreds of thousands of views wait wait so somebody wrote that these valley girls something else barf over over a video of you sucking 50 dicks i wouldn't say 50 but it was like a just like an extreme yeah several dicks and so it became this meme first of all i'm not from the fucking valley i'm from northeast la but 
it was a meme. Yeah. And when I went to work, everyone saw it and everyone talked about it. And ev- it, was, it was like my nightmare. I did not want to be known for that. I did not want to be condensed into an easily digestible, like, one note thing. Sure. I am not from the fucking valley. Like, what? <laughs> like, So how did you overcome that? How did you then start to to build upon that momentum to be something more a than a one note A lot of my people at my work knew about it and had seen this video. Also, I'm not cute in this video. Um... I mean, I've been a slut my whole life. Like, people have shamed me and told me to go die in a ditch over liking sucking dick all the time. Sure. But, I mean, your mom got cream pie. We're all full-grown cream pies. My mom did get cream pie. This is true. All of our moms got cream pie. I don't fucking care if you think it's gross. I didn't die. And, like, I I feel like people get offended over seeing content like that because they see themselves in it and they see that Mm. my joy in it is a reflection of like, hey, like this is how to like look what look at what the world's become. If we're succumbing to this type of hedonism, I don't want to identify with that. I'm scared of of the world if it beca- if we accept behavior like this. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I am not fucking president. I am I'm not the representative <laughs> of sluts everywhere. I just suck dick. It's my right. Yeah. God. And it became a meme, but I was really good at my job, so it didn't matter. So swag. Mm. <laughs> You feel like people see themselves in it. I wonder that too, because I really, I, I like, really believe that. My, you know, my biggest meme ever was when I went on a jumper and I talked about fucking those fifty guys and how yeah. I had a body count of one million bajillion, uh-huh. and people got really mad. And at first, you'd think, why is anyone mad over a gangbang? Shouldn't everyone be happy? That means I got love for everybody. I've never sure. been mean to a guy ever. I sure. love men. And, like, I love, like, my fans, and I have a Discord, and I'm nice to them. I've, like, never even, like, been a dickhead to a guy. Um, But I feel like people see it, and they see it as a representative of, like, woman. They're like, oh, look what... If this girl is successful and happy, what does that mean for the common girl? If she exists and she's successful, does that mean that all girls everywhere are going to get gangbanged? Like, my wife is going to get gangbanged? <laughs> I'm like, no. Well, it's, I, well, I hate when that... Because ha- there's different people want different things. Yeah, like, you're the person you're dating doesn't have to be a gangbang queen. Like, what? Like, you, yeah. you will attract exactly what you are. And if you're right. a guy who's a one-woman type of guy, then you're going to hopefully attract a girl that's a one-guy type of Right. Girl. It's like the people who want to, like, do their thing, do their thing. The people who want to yeah. get gangbang, do their and, thing. And we can all live in happiness and go to the grocery store. The internet makes us think the world is smaller, even though it's way bigger. Right. There's pe- like, for example, like, I've been in a lot of media affiliated with Andrew Tate and his community. But honestly, in real life, I've never really met those people. I don't surround myself with those people. For entertainment purposes, the controversy and the juxtaposition is great views, and we, that's why we, we collaborate with toge- together. But that's something we consciously do because we know it creates discussion, and that's how we create a meme. Memes are crazy. Memes are memes are propaganda. Memes are memes are a little propaganda. Memes are propaganda, and I um, there was a realization sometime last year when I realized that liking me wasn't cool, so I decided to <laughs> yeah because like. People were like, ew, I hate this Trish who doesn't shower. And I realized I had to make Kazumi a cool thing. And I think it's finally becoming cool. I'm a gecko. I made it. I got my blue check. Life is good. Why do you think it was not cool to like you? I was in, I was affiliated with a lot of media that, um, although made me a lot of money because it was so far, like it was controversial. Yeah, it was controversial. It got a lot of views and it created. And I was outsourcing my audience to people that definitely didn't agree with people like me. 
I had to I had to change my image and clean it up so that way people would kind of get where I'm coming from. Like I never want to let go of the fact that I'm a slutty, dirty girl. That is not something that I want to kill or even erase. It's something that I want to show can still exist while being a multifaceted human being with a lot of opinions. Well, well I, I strongly agree with the idea that uh, no one part of yourself defines any other part of yourself. Yeah, like I yeah. freaking am as normal as apple pie. You know, like I'm a pretty normal girl. I like, you know, I love Shrek. I like dress up in my gecko costume. I eat three crunchy rolls. You know, I'm. Do just, you feel more connected uh, to Shrek by being green? By being right green. Now? You know, my first party I ever threw was a Shrek party. Really? We had a. Was that also a sex? No, thing? no. This was. Uh, I just liked Shrek. Oh, okay. We had like green mac and cheese to represent his ears, and we had a lot of onion <laughs> rings, and we watched Shrek's one, two, three, Puss in Boots, and Shrek the Musical. And Billie Eilish's brother Phineas was there. This was like a. This must have been like a seven-hour-long party. This was a really long party that started at 11 a.m. and was done by like eight. <laughs>